How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Locked on Bucks, presented by Brewhoop.com. Welcome back. I'm Frank Madden of Brewhoop.com. I'm joined by my good friend and co-conspirator at Brewhoop, in addition to his work at Milwaukee Magazine and ESPN Milwaukee, Eric Name. Eric, how are you doing? I am doing great, Frank. Doing great. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Monday night, and we'll see how many podcasts we get out this week. Hopefully at least two and maybe three. We're going to slow down a little bit here in August just because obviously there's not as much going on and then uh, ramp back up to daily, um, hopefully as soon as camp starts up. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe there'll be a raft of interesting things happen. We'll have to have a bunch of emergency podcasts <laughs> to discuss the uh, fascinating things happen. Um, so Eric and I had a couple things in mind that we probably were going to talk about uh, tonight, record for this week. And we put it out to uh, our Twitter legions to uh, to let us know what they wanted us to talk about. And the most popular topic was not a surprise. Uh, it was uh, about this uh, possibility of, of Ray Allen returning to Milwaukee. And uh, in the event you, you missed our story over the weekend, basically Ray Allen told the Hartford Courant, I think he was doing a, a basketball camp somewhere in, in Connecticut, you know, where he obviously went to college at UConn, basically like, you know, one of these interviews and, and he was asked about returning to the NBA and bear in mind, he has not played the last two seasons. He last played in the 2013, 14 season uh, with the heat. And he basically said like, Oh, you know, I've uh, like, he implied that he said he had some, I guess some kind of conversation with the box and Celtics and that he would quote unquote love, you know, to go back to either place, and, you know, alluded to the idea of, um, you know, I think he's obviously still thinks he can play, but, um, but being in a situation where he can also, you know, work with the young players and be kind of like the, the veteran type guy. Um, so obviously that uh, was something that, that did not go unnoticed in Bucks Nation. And, you know, Ray's a guy that I think a lot of teams have obviously, a lot of fan bases have had interest in recruiting and potentially signing the last few years. Um, you know, interestingly, he didn't sign either of the past two seasons, despite a fair bit of talk about him potentially going to Cleveland and, and various other places. Um, but I guess, I, I don't know, I mean, Eric, I, we have to speculate a little bit, right? Because if, if we're going to look at, for instance, stats, we have to look at two years old stats um, for, <laughs> for a guy who uh, is now 41, which I think would make him you know, easily the, the oldest player in the league at this point. Or actually not easily, he's a year older, I think, than, than Andre Miller. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, what was your actions? I mean, you know, is can Rayon like can he still bring something to the Bucks like in terms of playing basketball? Do you think, or would it purely be just a you know intangible, good for the youngsters slash you know rekindle the the excitement of of people who gave up on the Bucks fifteen years ago? Well, I guess the first part about it being good for the basketball side, I think you have to kind of think about the remaining roster spots and then also who would be filling those roles as shooters on this Bucks team and one is a second rounder and the others are shot Vaughn uh as like the bench guys so not 
necessarily the best players in those roles. So whether or not either of those are going to be productive players in the future is yet to be seen, but whether or not they're going to be super productive players next year feels likely that they won't be. And I know a lot of people love Malcolm Brogdon, which is a hundred percent fine, but second rounders and rookies in general, not very good basketball players. Um, so again, he may someday be the perfect fit for the Milwaukee Bucks. I get it. I'll preface that as much as I need to, but most of the time rookies are bad basketball players and especially second rounders. So that backup kind of shooter role could be open. Ray Allen, one of the greatest shooters of all time. So that could be helpful, but God, I can't imagine he can defend at all. <laughs> like He's going to be 41 years old and he was never yeah. known as a defender when he played. So that's not going to go well. Um, and I guess a lot of it is kind of the second part of the, your question. Is it about rekindling something from the past or somehow solving the problems of the original Ray Allen trade and uh, getting those good, warm, fuzzy feelings back about Ray Allen? And that's probably where most of it lies, I think, for the interest of Bucks fans, which, again, is 100% fine Like as a fan if that's what you're into and that's what you want. And really, as a fan, that is probably what you would want um, and what you should want. You should want those feelings. That's what, what you should be chasing. But at the same time, I don't know about about the basketball that he'd bring. Um, I don't necessarily think that's, I guess, just from his performance-wise. And then I guess you're looking at leadership. And you can try to break that down a little bit. But as far as purely basketball, like his production on the floor, whew, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah, and I mean, it's tough, right? Because you're talking about potentially signing a guy, you're talking about your 14th guy or 15th guy. And on the one hand, I think, you know, Ray would probably expect that that he would be coming here to to compete for minutes, right? And not that he's expecting to start or play 20 minutes a game, but but he obviously wouldn't come to to not play at all. Um, And it is interesting too, right? Because, um, and and I don't have a big problem with it because I think, uh, you know, if you're going to see young guys not play, um, then you know if they're theoretically learning good habits from from Ray Allen uh, in terms of you know their preparation and, and approach to the game that that could be you know a, a positive thing for a Rashad Vaughn type obviously or a Malcolm Brogdon type but it is a little interesting how much people wouldn't I, I don't think people would really mind seeing him play ahead of those young guys which obviously is is different um, than than historically what we've often heard people say about veterans coming in old veterans coming in and playing ahead of young guys i think part of it is just because a lot of people just don't think you know a guy like vaughn is ever going to really kind of figure it out and and obviously either way you know i think round is is if he ever came would be you know one year type thing given his age but um but yeah it's it's interesting i think uh it's it's sort of a fun idea i think um i think the weird part is that why you know why wouldn't Rayon? I mean, if this was like, why would this happen this year? Is is kind of like the <laughs> yeah sort of the weird part. Like, I mean, he didn't play any basketball the last two years, right? It's not like he was getting healthy or something like that, right? You know, he's clearly going to be worse at forty one than he would have been at thirty nine. Uh, the Bucks could have used him two years ago. They could have used him a year ago. It's not like they've been loaded uh, to the gills with with shooters the past two years either. You can argue, okay, they're they're down more shooting this year than maybe previously because OJ Mayo's not here and, and Jared Bayless isn't around. But in general, I mean, it's that's sort of a one part that I find a little bit weird, right? It's like, 
you know, all of a sudden it's not like the Bucks wouldn't have been interested the last couple of years. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, Hey, Ray Allen's still available. Let's go get him. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a, it's an interesting, I think it's a fun thing, you know, but I think the, the important thing is on the one hand, um, you know, look, he, he shot well, he was efficient. Um, for a 38 year old player, 39 year old player, his last season, he was, probably about as good as you could hope he could be. I think he was certainly an, an NBA caliber player, a guy who, you know, again, if he's the 14th guy on your roster, you're, you're probably feeling fine about, you know, relative to the other guys in the market. It's not like they're some home run type guys out there. Um, and I think though the interesting thing is this sort of, you know, intangible stuff. And I don't know. It's, it's it, I think he would be a good role model for the Bucks young players. Um, because he does have this very disciplined approach and very regimented approach to his game. And he's obviously very professional. He does all that kind of stuff. Um, I I don't know if Ray Allen is like this phenomenal leader uh, in the locker room. You know, he kind of alluded to wanting to be more of that. And if he did come back, Uh, he hasn't necessarily had to be that kind of guy because, you know, look at his last stops. He was playing with the heat. He was playing with the Celtics you know, teams where he was uh, on a, you know, pretty veteran teams as is, and and they didn't necessarily need him to be the, you know, sage old uh, Gandalf of the locker room or whatever. But I, I don't know. It's 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 a little bit interesting, right? I mean, I think a lot of us who uh, were fans of the Bucks remember him, you know, as a, as a younger player. Hey, I mean, we've talked about this. We were both, I think, big dog loyalists, and Ray, yeah. Ray, yeah. Ray Allen kind of ran big dog out of town. Um, and granted, that was a, a long, long time ago. Uh, and certainly, I don't think anybody would have wanted to see Ray leave again under the circumstances that he did. But um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's sometimes hard to tell like what actually is the secret sauce for the locker room. And um, I don't think Ray Allen would, would hurt. But uh you know, you look at some of the historically the guys who have done well for the Bucks in the locker room. You know, the Jerry Stackhouse types, Kurt Thomas, Jared Dudley. Obviously, they've tended to be um, you know some different types of guys, and not necessarily guys who who added a ton on the court. I think Dudley probably you, know, you could say certainly did uh, when he was healthy. But uh, but yeah, so it's interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, it's I think it's sort of assumed that he would be this really great locker room presence, and you know maybe he'd be fine. Um, and and but I think it'd be more of kind of a role model thing than kind of like local leader fire up the troops, which I don't think has ever really been his uh, his view. But I don't know. So I, I was gonna say I think one thing I always find interesting about these conversations is that no matter what that player was like earlier in their career, no matter what that player's personality is like, if that if a player is thirty five years or older, it is assumed that he's good in the locker room. And he's going to be a great leader. Like it, it, no matter who it is. Like I'm, I can't even think of an of a counterexample of someone that. Oh my God! Why would you ever get him in the locker room? This thirty five year old is going to be terrible for you. If you're old, you're a good leader. And I don't necessarily think that's true. And I don't. Really... Well, but it, I guess it doesn't have to be sort of a self fulfilling prophecy, though, to some extent, right? I mean, like yeah. you can't, you can't. You, if you're 38 or 41, right? I mean, Jason Terry isn't being signed every year because he's just a phenomenal talent that, you know, overcomes his crappy attitude. Right. I mean, and Jason Terry is another guy who, you know, we, I think there's been a little talk about, I think we had a fan post about it a couple weeks ago. That's fine. Right. If the Bucks wanted to bring in Jason Terry, that's fine. You know, if he wants to get another NBA championship trophy tattoo with uh, the Bucks on it this time around and, 
you know, <laughs> more power to you. Uh, backstory there, you did that with the, I think it was the Mavericks, right? Yeah, like a championship trophy before they actually won, which takes some guts. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just a, an interesting part of this conversation that I've always been kind of fascinated by because at that age, you do kind of need to learn how to be a leader. Um, but at the same time, there's not some sort of magical osmosis process where all of a sudden playing with Ray Allen means you learn how to shoot like Ray Allen or playing for Jason Kidd means you learn how to play point guard. We've found out that is not true. Um, it, it is not just magical osmosis. So though I, you're probably right in that no matter what, if you're old, you do and you are still in the league and you're not that great, like you're not a superstar, okay, you probably are either a leader or a guy that's not going to disrupt the locker room. You're a guy that can get along and be a professional. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just something that I've always been very curious about is whether or not those guys can actually connect with younger players, if they like taking on that coach's role, if they want to hold someone's hand and try to teach them their ways and how to do things. Um, so it very well could be that if the Bucks would sign him, he'd be great, and he would kind of show Giannis the ropes and how you put together a workout to get yourself better and stuff like that. But it could also be that he just does his own workout, does his own work, gets along fine in the locker room, and cashes a check. Like That could be the reality as well. So um, just something that fascinates me. Yeah, and the mechanics of this, I mean, the, you know, we we're, were talking about this on Twitter the other day, and uh, you know, Boston being linked. I mean, Boston's, Boston has a big roster crunch as it is. I mean, they're talking about, you know, letting go potentially young players who they would otherwise like to keep. So to me, I would kind of have a hard time seeing them sign Ray Allen, especially given they have better depth uh, in the backcourt, certainly than a team like the Bucks. whereas the Bucks have, you know, 13 guys under contract. We've been assuming Steve Novak would be number 15, um, not clear what they would do otherwise uh, with that 14 slash 15 spot uh, other than, than Novak. I mean, it's possible they could sign Novak and they could just not sign anybody else. Uh, and then if they needed, you know, another body, they could sign somebody later. Um, um, just th- I need to jump in here. Yeah. Is it legal for Steve Novak to be making so many bucks appearances while not officially on the roster? <laughs> like it, I, I wrote it in our podcast from last week, but like, He's at the what are, what do they call it like the Milwaukee Bucks Milk House or whatever it is at like the state fair like he's making an appearance this week and as far as I know he's not on the roster like it's free, there's it's gotta, a free country man it's a free country <laughs> like like is this all on his own will like there's no contract but he just decided you know what I want to throw on a Bucks shirt I want to go do this Bucks event and just kind of be hanging out like it seems like it's illegal like there'd be some sort of tampering i i don't i don't really know and maybe those rules don't apply to steve novak and no. the 15th spot on the bucks roster but it it can't it seems like it can't be legal no i think that i think that's fine i mean i i forgot who, I, I think there have been previous examples where guys were free agents uh, for the Bucks, I'm trying to think who it was. And they I went thought, to the milk house. Is there some sort of milk house well, loophole? No, think, <laughs> no, but I think there were guys who were doing like Summerfest appearances a few years ago. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I could be, I could be wrong. Uh, but I think the bottom line is, I mean, he's, you know, Steve said that basically this is where he wants to be. And if he, you know, doesn't get, come back here, I'm not sure if he'd go anyplace else given, he, you know, he lives here obviously. 
he's from here and he wants to stay here. So I, I certainly, you certainly hope that they're going to figure out a way. I think, I think yeah. the, the X factor is just, is there some Greg Monroe trade? And I don't want to talk about that right now because I don't know, I don't have any more new information on that. But if there's some Greg Monroe trade where like multiple like pieces came back, could there be some kind of roster crunch where there wasn't room for Steve Novak? That's sort of the one kind of unknown that I'm not sure about, which you know maybe why Steve Novak continues to. Uh, do his chores despite not uh, despite not having a contract, <laughs> but um, but anyway. So, uh, it, but I think it is funny. I mean, I, there there was overwhelming support for going after Ray in, in the poll we ran on I guess Sunday, uh, asking people, you know, is it worth going after Ray Allen? Uh, you know, again, the mechanics they do have two roster spots left. They do have this up to two point nine million dollar uh, room exception that they could use. Um, you know, I'm sure you can bet Ray Allen doesn't want to come out of retirement for for the veterans minimum, so he probably would want all of that. Uh, and again, I mean, it's not like the teams that he might be looking at are going to have a ton of cap room <laughs> to throw around. So, or would probably, want to, like, you wouldn't want, want to spend yeah. a large amount of cap room on right. Ray Allen, right? Right, right. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's probably even a, the the room exception, the full room is probably the absolute ceiling of what he might get if he came back. And you know, obviously, we've seen a lot of guys <laughs> float their names about like, oh, now I want to do a comeback. You know, I mean, I, I, there was like every day. I feel like there's some other guy who's been out of the league for a year or two who suddenly decides that he wants to come back. So, um, so the, you know, but again, Ray Ray isn't quite as random as you know Derek Fisher talking about making a comeback. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting because it does seem to be, I think, especially in terms of the reaction. I mean, it is a lot of people who are nostalgic, and I think there's there's validity in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also a little bit of maybe projection because, I mean, look, Giannis is going to value Ray Allen's opinion because Ray Allen's an all-time great player. But Giannis doesn't care that you know Ray was the favorite player of lots of Bucks fans who are currently in their 30s, right? I mean, <laughs> so so it's a little bit of an interesting thing. But it, that's not to say that that's not important, right? Because, I mean, the Bucks are, you know, they're not leading the league in attendance right now. They, they're yeah. obviously trying to build excitement. And if you can get a guy um, with your 14th, 15th roster spot who, you know, costs $2.9 million and can maybe sort of play and can maybe do some things off the court in terms of being a, a good role model for your young guys, and he's going to potentially rekindle some interest, I mean, there's really nobody else like that out there that you could sign. So, I mean, that's potentially interesting from a business standpoint. You could argue that if, you know, he might sort of pay for himself, even if he's not going to be worth, let's say, a full $2.9 million. So it's, it's an interesting question. So, I mean, it, the and, and I thought Dan Schaefer, our friend um, now from the Milwaukee Business Journal, Dan, Dan tweeted at us when we were asking for questions. He said, can it just be 45 minutes of and all caps here quotes. We'd love it if you came back to Milwaukee, Ray Allen, which I think sort of summarized a lot of the feelings about this. A lot of people are, are all about it, which um, yeah, I can understand. So let's just so let's kind of wrap this up. First off, quick quick question from our friend Canada Bucks Willie Armstrong: If Ray Allen came back, what do you think happens uniform wise? Ray, of course, wore number thirty four. There's a certain guy who wears number thirty four for the Bucks now. How much would Ray Allen, or or would Ray Allen even try to get Giannis Antetokounmpo's number thirty four? And should he? How would you feel about that? Uh, Rashad needs to get a new number. That would be <laughs> that would be the situation because uh, he's only worn thirty four and twenty in his career. Um, and I would assume that he would just take Rashad's twenty, and the Giannis conversation wouldn't even happen. Yeah, I don't want Giannis giving up number thirty four. No. I like Giannis in number thirty four. And as good as Ray Allen is, I feel like there's a statute of limitations. Once you've been gone a decade, you know, this isn't LeBron going back to <laughs> Cleveland 
Um, and nobody had his number anyway. So, yeah, I don't want I don't want Ray Allen taking back his old number. That that doesn't need to happen. Um, so the, uh, here's so here's I guess the way to wrap it up here. So so JS um, JJ Sobe on Twitter asked, "What percent chance do you give the Bucks to sign Ray Ray?" So and I think that we can kind of put the second question: What percent chance do we even think of Ray Allen uh, coming back is out there? And obviously he, he hasn't come back either the last two years. So I'll take a first stab at this. I'll say there is a thirty percent chance that he plays in the NBA this year. And there is a 15% chance he plays for the Bucks. That is my official arbitrary Ray Allen return likelihood guess. Well, where, where do you come out on that? Um, oh man, this is really tough because you have to think if the first percentage affects the second percentage and how it does so. But let's go 25% chance he actually plays in the NBA this season. And then assuming 100% that he's coming back... Uh, 20, it's probably pretty. Twenty percent I mean, that he plays for the Bucks. Okay, so you think that you're, you're taking the field over the Bucks if he comes back, basically, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, and I, I actually, so I, that's probably what I, I, I feel like there's probably a, de- a pretty good chance. I mean, I'm, you can guess because basically I'm implying it's a fifty-fifty shot if he comes back. Uh, since I did fifteen percent, thirty percent. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's probably a decent chance, just again, because the Bucks are, of the teams that he might consider, the Bucks are actually one of the few that I think it actually could make some sense roster-wise, and there's obviously the nostalgia thing, and they have actually the ability to give him more money, which also wouldn't be totally crazy. Um, so, I don't know, it just seems like more feasible than like a place like Boston, and you know, he's had a chance to come back the last two years probably with, with teams like Cleveland or I don't know Golden State or Miami or whatever, and he, and he didn't for whatever reason. So I, I don't know. Yeah. So so anyway, I think the the, the bottom line is not super high likelihood, um, but uh, yeah, it could happen, and it'd be a fun storyline if it did. Um, I don't think it would you know change the course of of Bucks history, uh, but uh, but it would no. be certainly a, a, a fun one. Agree. Um, so before we wrap up uh, this episode, um, we we had promised that we would give some shout outs to folks that were, were kind enough to give us iTunes reviews. And uh, we, we, again, really appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, we appreciate everybody asking us questions and uh, and we appreciate the, the, the really good iTunes reviews and, and the, the listenership, which has been awesome. Um, so I, I'm going to start off with one. So this is a special one. Uh, we asked, you may remember a couple, like last, was it last week or two weeks ago? We asking people just hypothetically, does anybody listen with other people to this podcast? And, uh, our Bucks Twitter friend, Benjamin Thomas told us he actually listens with his Toronto Raptor loving girlfriend, uh, Alice Marie. So we got to give a shout out to Alice Marie because she's not a Bucks fan. And because she's apparently just a wonderful girlfriend, yeah. she listens to us talk about the Milwaukee Bucks with with Benjamin. So, do you think there's some sort of trade involved? Do you think that <laughs> he then listens to Raptors podcasts? That's a good question. I don't know. We may have to ask them. We'll we'll see. Tweet at tweet at us, uh, Benjamin and Alice, and let us know if there's a, a, a quid pro quo on this with uh, with Raptor <laughs> podcasts. And uh, that that would just just throw an edification. But anyway, do you have um, 
do you have some some iTunes reviews? Yeah, I got them up in front of me. So okay. uh, 55 people have been kind enough to rate Locked On Bucks, and we really do appreciate all of you that have. So 55 um, and an average rating somehow of five stars. So thank you for that. Uh, 55 of you giving us five-star ratings. Uh, that We very much appreciate that. Um, there's some ones that are very nice. Um, I think I'm just going to... I think I'm going to read some names here. Um, I got MD, CD, 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 DC. Um, I got Daniel Tanner. I got Greg Shush. Shush. Um, I got Andy Gorzalowski. I got Ham Slamwich. That's creative. I enjoy it. Uh, no Badgers. I got, oh, I don't even know what that one is. Um, no. I got, you want me to give you some? Yeah, go for it. We got we got multi music. That's the the number one rated review. So the best rated review. Yeah. Um, had a nice nice write up. We've already mentioned our friend Big Curdy, Kurt Lightinger, um, B Row. Thank you, uh, Fushtoon Chai, and I might start re- repeating yours. Stodiac, Astra, Astraus, <laughs> Astraus, <laughs> uh, Hometown Four One Four, A Millie Twenty Four. Thank you very much. Um, Triple Johnson. H S D J K M V Triple X. Appreciate you, John Henson. Apologist. Um, Ooh, I don't even know. Can we? Hey, can we he like? Gave us, he gave us five stars, so that was that was fine. I Tom. noticed there's a report a concern button. Can I hit report a concern and have that concern be that he's a John Henson apologist? Hey, he gave us five stars, so there's no concerns. Uh, <laughs> Todd O three one eight. Uh, wrote, I laughed, I cried, it was better than Cats, I'm going to listen again and again, which uh, that's one of the, it's phenomenal just phenomenal, Giannis is upon us one of my favorite uh, I think Steve Von Horn had that in one of his Bucks raps back in the day uh, still trying to get Steve to record another Bucks rap for <laughs> us at some point um, Clay Milwaukee, Bellion from the beginning Southern Marxist 2, Southern Marxist that name I, I know from our comment section so shout out to Southern Marxist um, M Hunts one, and uh, I think I'm now getting into some of yours. And yep. we got to we got to mention Andy Andy Rosalski, who's one of the most. I, I feel like he's like a famous Bucks fan in 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 a weird sense. Like Andy doesn't write about the Bucks. Andy doesn't have yeah. a podcast. No, the I Bucks, agree. But he was uh, he you know he was behind the the Mecca floor, uh, I guess purchase slash restoration all that stuff um what was that a year or two ago um and a a great dude i've known him on twitter for a long time and uh uh, ran into him uh at the bucks pro shop met him for the first time after years of knowing who he was and talked to him uh, at a bucks game last year so shout out to andy uh and uh and i guess he's got i need to shout i don't know what the dates are but he's he organizes the uh, mondo lucha uh wrestling thing every year uh, and I think that's coming up in August or September. So I'm going to need to figure out when that is and give that a shout out. So, uh, fellow Bucks fan. Um, gotta, some, gotta some of the ones I enjoyed, uh, quite a bit was, uh, actually John Henson apologist. I enjoyed your, your comment was that he's home from college for the summer and doing a lot of landscaping yard work. The daily content is great for listening at work. I almost felt I felt that we're disappointing him by not giving him daily content now in August. Um, my hope is that he's getting awfully close to going back to college and maybe his landscaping work is, is on the decline a little bit so we can still uh, supply him with that. Uh, M Hunts won. Um, 
just so you know, I screenshotted your review and tweeted it out because it's one of the kindest, coolest things anyone has ever said uh, about us. He mentioned that he has Asperger's and uh, a bunch of the anxiety that comes with it and that our podcast has helped him out. And that's just, just awesome. That is so awesome to hear. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, any other reviews you wanted to mention or thanks you wanted to give, Frank? That's all I've got in my, my scrolls right now, but we'll try to hit up some more. And obviously, uh, if you haven't reviewed us yet and you're uh, willing to put in a minute or two to give us a five-star review, uh, we really appreciate it. We will uh, continue to shout out new ones. Um, so hopefully we'll keep growing the, the number. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate everybody's feedback and uh, and listenership. It's been awesome, and we're going to keep trying to, uh, to give you more podcasts this week. I think we're going to record another one right now, right, Eric? So yeah. we'll, we'll leave you for, for today, and uh, we'll be back at you uh, very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.